And now, it's time for part three of In the Moment. And now, it's time for In the Moment shout outs. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit. Because I swear to God, you probably even closer than you think. All right, first things first. I got a comedy show in Virginia. Mm. So shout out to that. Hey. If you are close to the Virginia area or if you just want to fly out and have an amazing time, don't worry if you are in Atlanta. I got three shows coming for you this year, later this year. But March 25th, mm-hmm. I'll be at Ocean Eleven Bistro for a full comedy night. There'll be three other comedians and, of course, my man, DJ Keywell, who is also voice of In The Moment. So shout out to that. Yes. Tickets are available now. Shout out to my mama. Of course. She had to get a little surgery, minor surgery. Oh, her hand, I believe it was arthritis or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they had to fix her up. But it's a strong hand. So it's a left hand because she's left-handed. Okay. But she's all right. She got a little like wrap around it. Mm-hmm. And she's completely okay. Okay. I was worried about it because it's my mama and it's surgery. Yes. But she's fine. But then I hit my sister up to see how she was doing like two, three days later. My sister was like, Reese, I don't know where she's at. She went to Vegas or something. I said, with one hand? How the hell is she in Vegas without her strong hand? She throwing dice with her off hand? Talking yeah. about, mama need new shoes. Like that's, <laughs> shout out to my mama because she don't let nothing stop her. Big money, big money. Big, big money. money. One hand, mama, I love you. And last but not least, shout out to the other queen, Beyonce. Yes. Now, Beyonce is coming to Atlanta in August, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure, but if you are going, I want you to look for Katie. Not me, because Katie didn't buy me tickets. She just bought herself tickets. Selfish shit. Don't worry about her. But Katie will be there. You want a ticket? Go see Beyonce? You can get a better ticket than I can. I and thought you, know, you would have uh, No, nah, you know, because you know where I sit. I know. Where I sit? It's $4,000. Oh, uh-huh. I would have it have been forty. <laughs> yeah, I ain't paying either one. Don't worry about it. I won't be there. However, yo, I heard the dopest Beyonce story I think I've ever heard in my life. Which was? Did you hear the story about how um, Sweet Dreams came to be? Mm-mm. So, Rico Love. That's a good song, too. It's an amazing song. I, I love that song. It's actually one of my favorite Beyonce songs, right? And that's why when I heard this story, I was, like, blown away as if she... You're not already blown away by her talent, right? But... So, Rico Love is a uh, record producer. Mm-hmm. Songwriter. Incredible. Tells amazing stories. He told a Luther story that we shared uh, a while back, remember? Mm-hmm. And he shared this story of how... Basically, he was in the studio. Wanted to do a song for Beyonce. Wanted her to hear it. She was supposed to come. She couldn't make it. Plane had to get turned around. Some other stuff was going on. Stuff that's out of my pay grade. Rich people shit. I don't know, right? But she still showed up. Like in person. Now, she had a show. I think at like American Airlines or something. Maybe they was in Texas. I can't remember. But she knew she wasn't going to be able to actually record whatever song that he had for her because they ran out of time. But instead of her just saying, hey, let him know I ain't going to be able to make it, she actually showed up. So he said she showed up as full-blown Beyonce, like about to go do her show. Mm-hmm. Makeup, earrings, all of it. Bow, bow, bow. It's B. He like everybody in the studio is like, oh, my God. Like this is the most beautiful woman they've ever seen in person type thing. He even apologized to Jay because he was like, I got to keep it a buck. She looked like Jesus. Right, mm-hmm. And she said that she just wanted to show up in person 
and personally tell him, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I got to run, but I wanted to let you know I'm going to do this song with you. That's That was my reaction, right? Because wait, wait, what? This is Beyonce, right? What? So he said the same thing, like, yo, she did not have to do this class act. This is the most Grammy, whatever, right? All that. What? This proves that never let any person make excuses for anything. Because if Beyonce... Facts. I didn't even look at it like that, but that's real. So he was, of course, like, you know what? It's all good. I appreciate you showing up, you know, but before you leave, I think he did what anybody else would do. Can I at least just play one joint for you? Like, mm-hmm. just one joint. I just want you to hear it, right? Just a second. Just a second. So she's like, all right, all right, all right come, on, come on. So he played something. She ain't really like it like that. But she ain't say that. She just kind of was like, yeah, it's cool. But I thank you again. I got it. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. One more. Just one more. So she's like, I really have to go. Now, I ain't on front. He got more balls than I would have had in this situation, mm-hmm. right? B showed up, shake my hand, tell me I'm sorry I didn't make it. That would have been enough for me. Hey, it's good. Hey, don't worry about it. Thank you, queen. Right? I'd have been, listen, I'd have been just trying not to drool on my hoodie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he said, nah, one more, one more. This is, you got to shoot your shot, right? Like, right. this goes to show you, hey, shoot your shot. So he did. So he, so he starts to play. He's like, I got one more, one more play for you. So he put it on. Right? So he said he could see her kind of rocking, like, ooh. So he, in his mind. Turn the lights on. Right? So look. <laughs> and you know, that's that's his thing. Like, when you hear that, that means he wrote and produced it, the song. The song, uh-huh. So she goes, hmm. And she turns around, looks at her cousin, who at the time, her cousin was her assistant. And every, of course, everybody knew her assistant. Because everybody know everybody to be around Beyonce. Everybody famous. The assistant famous, the bodyguard famous, everybody famous, right? Assistant said, B, we got 20 minutes. And she's like, so y'all can get me to the arena in 20 minutes? And she's like, yeah, but with police escorts. She said, okay. She took her earrings off. She took her shoes off. Fully dressed as B, about to go do a show. And, and I don't think he's lying because, like, why would yeah. he? He said she went in the studio and recorded Sweet Dreams, Beautiful Nightmares in 15 fucking minutes. Are you fucking serious? In 15 minutes. I can't even imagine. I can't either. She and takes everything off. So that's crazy. All right. Let's- <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> so, and gets in the... And just go... Hey, tell Just started going to work. So... I always knew there was two versions to this song. Oh, I, yeah. Right? Yeah. I never knew why. But if you a B fan, you know that. Mm-hmm. There was Sweet Dreams, and then there was Beautiful, Beautiful Nightmares. Nightmare, yeah. So he said the reason is, if you listen to the original version, there's no ad-libs. There's really no anything. Mm-hmm. It's literally just the vocals, and it's pretty raw. If, so I went back and listened to it, and I was like, damn. This is why. If you go back and listen to it now, you can hear it. You can hear how raw it is. Like, literally, she just went in the studio and just sung it. They ain't even fully mix it. And then he said she came out the studio, was like, is that good enough? And he was like, what? Right? And then she said, oh, shit. And she went back in the studio. She said, I forgot to do the turn the lights on. That's why she said her it. voice is on the, the new. Turn, turn the lights, lights on. on. Ah. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm lit. Like, once Beyonce stay your slogan, bro, it's, it, yeah. it's up. There's no, like, just imagine her just, Wow. I, I personally can't even imagine that, right? But when you, that record is so fire. It is. It's flawless, right? It's a and, great 
And it's it's one of her most, in my opinion, like most underrated songs. Facts. Uh, it doesn't get the credit it deserves. No, it does not. It's incredible. And so when you go back and listen to the actual um, dressed up version, then you hear the ad libs, then you hear the vocal switches, and then you hear the things that were added, and you can truly appreciate that. Yo, she took her earrings off and her shoes off before a show, and just laid that damn song down in fifth. 15- minutes like it was nothing this makes my favorite version of her live performance of the song even better so she did a live performance when she did vegas and her vegas show was a very intimate moment she mixed sweet dreams dangerously in love and anita baker's song Mm. in one track Mm. it makes me appreciate what she does Mm -hmm. even more and that's how i felt and that story was like i mean you can't really get any more um, impressed or in awe of Beyonce and what she does. But you hear a story like that, and it's like, all right, man. Like, what are we doing? Hey, come on. Are you kidding me? Like, yo, 15 minutes. 15 minutes? You know how many people can't go to the bathroom in 15 minutes? It proves never let anyone give you any excuse. Facts. For anything. In more ways than one, because even the way you said it the first time, right? She still showed up. And if she don't show up just to say my bad, she ain't show up to do nothing else but to say, my bad, big bro. I got you, though. And then Sweet Dreams, Beautiful Nightmares came from that. So that's how you turn your beautiful nightmares into Sweet sweet Dreams. dreams. Stop playing with us. Whoa. Shout out to the queen. All right, y'all. Let's get down to business. To be corny or not. To be corny. Who are you talking about? That is the question. This has been a hot topic all week. Ever since Michael B. Jordan stepped on that red carpet to be interviewed by L'Oreal. You know I used to kind of work with her, right? Don't worry about that fact. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, did you see why Joe Budden was trending about this topic? No. What did he do? All right, let's talk about it. So... Michael B. Jordan was on a red carpet for the premiere of Creed 3. L'Oreal is a radio personality who was also on the red carpet to interview Michael B. Jordan. And, well, it's pretty well documented that in high school, L'Oreal went to the same high school as Michael B. They used to call him Corny. Mm-hmm. He used to bring headshots to high school. They thought that was Corny. His name was Michael Jordan. They thought that was Corny. She said her words... He is no Michael Jordan. Why is that his name? Then it was a podcast released later where her co-host said he was corny. She didn't actually say it, but she did admit to making fun of him in high school. Mm-hmm. Now you fast forward all these years later, and Michael B. Jordan is Michael B. Jordan. And there she is on the red carpet interviewing him and the likes of the other actors who are on this movie. So when she pulled Mike to the side and did her interview, she tried to pretend like it was just a normal interview, and Mike was like, nah, I'm the corny guy, remember? Yeah. Oh, I didn't say that. That was taking out of context. And he said, no, no, I heard it. No, you said it. He wanted to say, no, bitch. (laughs) I heard you, right? But he's classy. He's professional. He said, I heard it. And then he did the interview. And then actually, when I listened to the full interview, to be completely honest, 
I didn't even think that was the most cringe part. I thought the most cringe part was when Jonathan Majors walked over. She got these two prominent black men that are doing amazing things on a red carpet at the premiere of their movie. And her question was, hey, who's the sexiest? Yo, yo, are you? Can you just imagine for a second a man on a red carpet? Two beautiful, amazing actresses walk over, right? And the dude's question is, not like, hey, how hard did you work to get here? What did you have to do in order to prepare for this role? How amazing is it to be a woman who has produced her own movie? None, none of that shit. It was, hey, which one of y'all is the sexiest? Katie, would he not have been trending as a piece of shit? Oh, 100%. All right. So he that's her question. Trash. Now, here's where the debate gets interesting. What is corny started to become a question? Something I want us to address. Because I think everybody has a different definition of what corny is, right? But Joe Budden came out and did what most didn't do. I personally, and I will explain why, was on Michael B. Jordan's side. Whose side were you on before I go into what Joe said? Michael. Okay. He thought that was pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Joe said Michael was corny for addressing the fact that this woman had called him corny and felt like he shouldn't even have done that. And he also said that he shouldn't have done it because she's a black woman. Now, that, the irony in that and what people felt was, number one, she's not black. But that ain't even important. They feel like Joe don't even have a good track record with black women. So what train are you exactly jumping on, right? Well, yeah. Which, as a black woman, I'm sure you agree. But that was Joe's take, is that Mike was corny for addressing the fact that this woman had called them corny because she said it in high school or whenever she said it. What's your full take on this story? Not at all. I disagree with that because you're trying to make money off of me. I'm at a red carpet event promoting my movie. You, as an interviewer, mm-hmm. are clearly on the job. I'm popping. Right? Mm-hmm. And you want to interview off of me. Which no, that's means my carpet. If, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which means if you get that interview with me and it goes viral, that's making you money. Big facts. Ain't nobody looked at that interview and went, oh, that's L'Oreal. Who's the guy? No. Yeah, not one person. Michael. Yep. So it means like you need me more than I need you. Come on. Fuck the Super Bowl. Facts. All right. <laughs> so. Facts. If you want to have this audacity, I'm going to say something. And I'm going to point it out. That, hey, don't think I ever forgot that shit that you had to say then. What's wrong with you that? You know what I'm saying? What What is wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it. In my, nothing is wrong with that. I don't see it either. I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. You damn right. And I think he was classy about how he did it because I he, think most other people would have went further. No, he was super classy. And the fact that he still even answered her next question, like, that's so Answered classy. every, and, and some of them was some foolish ass questions. Oh, what's your favorite place to eat in Atlanta? Like, and he still answered them with class, yo. Even my man, Jonathan Majors, that walked over it. When she asked the sexy question, he was like, what kind of question is that? And he ain't got no personal beef with her, but that reaction was fair. Mm-hmm. Which one of us is sexier? What are you on? Like, you know what I'm saying? So many questions to ask. Mike, to me, handled it like I think a real one should. He didn't go into, what was that you said about me? He ain't say, yo, say that now. He ain't say, oh, you really think you're going to interview me? You're going to step on my carpet? He ain't do none of that. He just, she said, this is Michael B. Jordan. He said, yeah, the corny guy, right? What's up? And then did a look. Uh, no, nah, I know. Yeah. Nah, I heard him worry about it. What's up, though? Mm-hmm. I felt like the man handled it as best as anyone can. It's poetic justice. Mm-hmm. You got the answer to that. What's wrong with that? When you see the women that used to pop up on Maury or wherever it was, and they got made fun of in high school, they got bullied 
by these dudes who ain't know how to carry themselves and that they glow up is real and they come back and they popping and they influences looking amazing and these dudes got to sit up there on that stage and eat all that crow because of the shit they used to say and now they looking at a woman who they want but can't have. Mm. That's a beautiful moment, right? Like, what are we doing? It goes to show you why you should watch your mouth about making fun of people because a lot of the times them so-called nerds in school, they're going to be the ones making 250 when they get out. And you're going to be the one asking them how they did it. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing at Not all. shit. Joe a hater sometimes. I ain't going to hold you. He, that's complete hate. Especially coming from a man who addresses everybody who ever says his name. <laughs> like, I was so confused by that. Doesn't matter when it was. Right. If, when I'm popping, you got to walk into this room and tell me how good my podcast is doing, how good the Burt Show is doing, whatever. And you used to make me feel like shit. Boy, I could have been five. Mm. <laughs> oh, I could have been six, seven, eight. I ain't going to push it in your face because my success is already doing that. Mm -hmm. But I'm certainly going to wink at you. Oh, yeah, I remember you. I peep. Yeah. Oh, ain't this, ain't this was, a bit. Oh. Hey. How you doing? How your mama doing? Oh. How's everybody good? <laughs> I saw nothing wrong with it. You didn't either. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah, she got to eat that. Now, what I will say, though, is okay. what is corny? Because I saw a lot of people saying, especially in our community, they feel like the word corny gets tossed around when a dude isn't a street dude. And maybe that's true, but I never saw it like that. I don't even like the way that they are saying that that's the case. I think that's more recent. I think before corny was truly what it was, a cringy person, someone who's doing so much and is extra about everything that they do that it, it makes you just cringe inside like like, definition. like why you're doing too much would i like do doing that? too much i like that you know i like that yes that's how i would define corny but now i'm seeing it that a good dude a dude who is chill respectful calm to himself you don't know all his business and wants to do everything in the world for whatever queen he has brought into his life they see that as corny because if the same dude on the other end isn't the dude who's reckless out here in the streets and hyping himself up like I'm that dude da da da, da and talking that crap, mm -hmm. that dude is looked more upon as ah oh, he's that dude in the streets because of the persona he gives off. So the ones who flex aren't seen as corny versus the ones who are quiet and well kept and to themselves they're seen as corny now. I don't know why that is, but I've, I've noticed that shift. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. No, they'll, I do. I understand. They'll praise future. Right. But then call Russ corny. Right. When we know out of the two who the better man is, is Russ. You know, like, I understand why? what you're saying. I do. And that's corny within itself. If that's the measuring stick that y'all are out here using for corny, to me, that's corny. My definition of corny has always been similar to yours as far as the whole, you know, you're just doing too much, right? Um, Demeanor, mm. swag the way you carry yourself. Now, Michael B. Jordan's case. When I said it was corny to me what he did for Lori Harvey, I want to be clear, because I said this way back when, and I think you told me, nah, I don't see it like that. I remember this, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't corny what he did for her at all. It's never corny to go out your way for your woman. I felt like it was corny because of who he did it for. Mm. Because to me, Lori Harvey is Lori Harvey. Mm -hmm. And I and I don't have no beef with Lori Harvey. She is who she is, and she letting you know what time it is with her. Right. But you're supposed to recognize that. 
And I made the joke of you out here renting out an aquarium for a young lady that you've been with two, three months, and she's just going to go find another fish in the sea. And I thought that was a hell of a joke, and we laughed and blah, blah. And then, but look at where we are now. She left him for another fish in the sea. He was crying at the Golden State Warriors game. Mm-hmm. That's corny. If he'd have did that for the right woman, ain't shit corny about it. It's just that who he did it for. And then he had all of the snow falling in that picture, and then she went and got with the dude from Snowfall. That shit corny, right? Because you're not picking up on the signs, my guy. I have my money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't just anybody. Mm-hmm. You Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. It can be argued that you are top five most desired men on the planet. You shouldn't be at no game crying over a woman who has already shown you how she moved. Speaking of future, been there, done that. And now you running around with the Steve Harvey mustache? I'm confused. <laughs> Katie, I'm confused. And I like Mike. I like Mike. I'm happy he got the uh, the star. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him for that. I'm happy he got the Hollywood star. People say it always too soon. That boy been acting since he was nine years old. No. What are y'all talking? Y'all don't be knowing shit. Let's be talking. He's been acting for over 24 years. He deserves a star. If you don't remember Michael B. with cornrows, Stop then, it. Right? You know? I wasn't bashing him. I was just saying, yo, bro, you Mike. Do better. Do better. That's it. But as far as L'Oreal calling him corny because he's Michael B. Jordan, well, what's L'Oreal? Isn't L'Oreal like one of the most amazing makeup products of all time? It's supposed to be. L'Oreal. So why hers look like that? That would have been, that's, see, oh, and that's the petty oh, shit you don't no, say. No. So you don't say that. And that's no, why Michael not. B. Jordan is this, and I'm not on the not right call. Not moment. Yep. Not All right, moving on. But don't talk about it. Who's next? All right, so Stephen A. likes to get his ass licked. What? <laughs> what did you just say? Huh? I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith. He likes to do what? Um, Let's just play the clip, why don't we? Okay. Stephen A. Eat ass. Oh, shit. No. You don't eat ass. That's an honest answer. I don't no? have. No. That's, a, that's a God's eaten? honest answer. Never. I don't never. have to. Never. Have you gotten your ass eaten? Never. That's private. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's yes. a yes. It's a yes. That's private. Okay. So. <laughs> Wait. I don't even know why it's funny. Right? I don't know why it's no, funny. No, it's funny because of how they ask the question. <laughs> Right, like you got this man, and then this woman just so casually says, "Like, hey, I know you always talk about sports, and you a whole professional, you a man in his fifties, and da da da." But yo, you eat ass or nah? What we doing, right? Right. And I would have thought that he, as the guy I know him to be, would have been like, "I don't answer those kind of questions. Don't play with me like that." I answered, answered, and at first I was with him right. now because I'm not. Listen, I'm not here to shame. We don't kink shame here on in a moment. <laughs> That's not what we do. If that's what you do, that's what you do. I'm going to be honest. I'm not an ass eater. It's not my shit. I don't like my ass ate. I can't even Have picture. Have you even huh? had your ass ate to know that you no, don't like I don't. it? I don't. Maybe I, maybe I would love it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's ice cream. If you ever give it a shot, I don't know. Right? Because I can't even. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Maybe I take myself too seriously as a man. I don't know. It might be toxic masculinity. But every position I would think that you have to be in to get your ass ate. <laughs> It's a position that you are never going to find me in. I'm just being honest. Now, if she is Spider-Woman and she could eat ass just from like a whole nother way where I could just be, Katie, I can't do this shit. I ain't knocking nobody, right? I ain't never had my tinkle tangled. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that is not me. But Stephen A., for it's him to tinkle. say, 
And that's personal. Can you, so what that said to me, there is a young lady out here somewhere minding her business who had her tongue in Stephen A. Smith's head. I don't think she minding her business. I think she got something around her mouth now. <laughs> Just growing. Yeah, bumps. <laughs> humps and her bumps. Humps and her bumps. Wait. Did you think that Stephen A. was out here getting ass licked? Yeah. You did? No, I didn't originally. Oh, okay. I thought you could but see But I'm saying, it. no, 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 no. I thought it was like, thought it was like a BDE thing. Like I, you could just tell when a man like no, to get his tinkle that, tangled. That looks like, maybe it's the ones who you think wouldn't. Because he looks like dude, but hey, hey, get away from my ass. But, you know. <laughs> Wait, is that what they say when you try? Like the thugs? Hey, 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 hey. get away from my ass. <laughs> the fuck you doing? Wait, you got to be too. You got to say it tough. Yeah, okay. I'm going to show you. You can't say style. No, you can't. Okay. I, I had a friend uh-huh. and her boyfriend at the time. She just wanted to try something, so she put her thumb in his ass. He's like, hey, hey. <laughs> wait. Wait, because you caught off guard, right? Wait, 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 wait. She didn't warn him. She didn't. Hey. See, I never want to put my legs up like that. <laughs> see? See? No. Nah, yo. That's my ass. Wait. Because the dog don't know if he like it until you try it. You just got to yeah. do it, right? He might go, <laughs> <laughs> If that boy. Pillsbury. If he turned into the Pillsbury dough boy. You know what I mean? Like, then it's, a, it's up. <laughs> Yo, I never thought this. <laughs> do you think more men like getting their ass licked than they meant? Yes. The reason why is that I feel like years ago, it wasn't commonly talked about. Um, ass-eating and ass-aid and tossing salad, all these other terms that they use for anything that has to deal with the booty hole. Mm-hmm. Um, until Kevin Gates. I feel like Kevin Gates is the one who started it. Mm. Publicly he started, started a it. Lot. Yeah, he started a lot. But because it was years ago, the first time I ever heard of Kevin Gates, I didn't know him for his music. It's because he said he liked to get his ass ate and will eat a woman's ass. Everybody knows him for something other than his music. <laughs> He really is Kevin Open the floodgates. <laughs> like, like that's really who he is. I had never heard of that man until he did an interview about ass. Right. I shook his <laughs> hand too. That's the last hand. No, Katie. No, I've been washing my hands like every day. No, he's a nice guy too. But that's a hand I wish mm-hmm. I never shook. You hear me? Yes. And so then I feel like that made it more acceptable for men to be like, Me too. <sighs> Became a me too movement. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so long, finally. Yeah. I love it when my girl eats my ass. What? And then it started being a whole thing about how the man's G-spot is in his booty hole and all this oh whole thing. Like, uh, in, yeah. So if you're a G, your G-spot is in your booty hole. That's what they say. That's why jail is such a popular place for gangsters? Oh, hell yeah. Listen, I'm not bashing. I'm not shaming. I'm not here to do that. I'm a whole new person today. I don't judge, right? But I think, why? I don't understand. Nothing that I would want to put in my mouth comes out of an asshole. I'm just, I'm being honest, right? Like, technically, like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen spaghetti come out of an ass. Mm. So, why would I do that? Yeah. Why, why would I do that? Now, liking it is one thing. It's a position thing for me. Because, like, I'm not putting my ass in the air. I'm not going to toot it and boot it, Katie. I'm not. Toot it and boot it. I'm not. <laughs> then we're going to both be tooter. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I forgot. No, you thought I forgot. You thought I forgot. Wait, I really did. We can't go to like Vegas with two to one and two to two shirts. <laughs> fucking call me off guard. I thought you fucking freaked me out. No, I ain't bubble. I ain't forget none of your nickname. I got them all. No, I got a shirt with all your nicknames on it. <laughs> Just in case. I can pull it out. Wait. <laughs> I got every one of them. What you mean? Wait, no. People let me tell you about my <laughs> Look here, Reesekins. I'm not about to do this with you.
right, now we know how Stephen A. Bag Molly. Don't worry about it. Who's next? All right, yo, so apparently Saucy Santana believes himself to be the leader of the LGBTQI plus community. Now, I'm pretty sure that Katie is about to tell us that they don't claim him. No! However, this man has come out and said that straight men should never be out here Smoking hookah. And I'm curious as to what Katie thinks for this uh, for several reasons. Um, I personally don't care, to be honest, because I'm not a hookah guy. And the only time hookah has actually ever been in front of me has been because Katie has taken me out. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And she always puts a hookah in front of me and throws a tip at me. Smoke this. (laughs) Yes. And I've indulged a time or two. And sometimes I ain't gonna lie, like them little mint berries or whatever the fuck you be ordering... Just be hitting. It tastes so good. I'm not a hookah guy. I have friends who are hookah guys. I know a lot of men who indulge in hookah for whatever reason they do. But this man came out and said this, and it seemed to ruffle a few feathers. It absolutely did. And the reason being is that if those who really don't understand where hookah came from, it was not in American culture. That's not something that we... Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's from over there. Europe, like that... That was their culture, and overseas, it was men who made hookah popular. It was their way to unwind, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And then somehow it just, you know, traveled over to America, and now we do it. But now we do it at clubs and lounges and all this other stuff. So you'll see women doing it, but it was men who started smoking fucking hookah. That's foolish. So it's foolish because I feel like the reason why he's saying that is because you have to, like, have a tip around your mouth, and you have to basically— Inhale, exhale, and <laughs> okay. you know, like yeah. I think that's why he's saying it. But you got to do that with everything, though, don't you? A blunt, yeah. a cigarette, whatever, right? All of that. Yeah. So like, my... I guess it's not a tip. A tip in your mouth is wild. Is what he's saying. Yes. Got it. But my thing is, there's two things wrong with this. First of all, it originated from men who created this, and second of all, you are a gay male telling straight men what to do. Yeah. That's wild. Because, I mean, the whole movement like, of the LGBTQI plus community is to tell straight people, shut the fuck up, right? Uh-huh. Or tell us what to do, how to do it, when to move. And then here he go telling straight people what to do. Mind the business that pays you. Like, what does that have to do? Like, what? why are you shaming men who just want to smoke hookah? Ain't shit wrong with it. But you're shaming it in a way that's basically insinuating that if a straight male will smoke a hookah, he's gay. That's the route he was going with it. You're insinuating. Right. That oh, straight man is gay, you know, and you're a gay male, and like who? It, it none of it makes sense. And we literally got off that because there was a time when gay was an adjective, right? And it was like we have obviously realized mm-hmm. how wrong that is, and we stopped saying shit like that. And then here he go saying it himself as a gay man. Yeah, that's why. If you talk about what's corny, that's corny. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right, we in agreement there. This is in the moments note of the week. If you wanted to know how bad the dating pool really is, all you got to do is try to figure out how in the fuck Ashanti and Nelly are back together. That's a fact from what I've heard. No, what? No. That's behind the scenes, Katie. No, That's no, what I've been told. No. I've been told they are back together. That's how bad it is out here. Who the fuck made this happen? Sippy man? Mm-hmm, maybe. I don't know. Ain't no way. 
Why is Ashanti going back? Are you serious? Oh, I, I guess her days were cold without him. No. I don't know, but it's bad. <laughs> Secondly, I just want you to know, don't ever think that anybody is going to take your opinion serious on Twitter if you paid for a verification badge. Shut your ass up. And it tells you. It tells you. We on know. It. <laughs> we can see you. <laughs> like, they be swearing, they popping. Bitch, you know I can see you. Fam, <laughs> we see you. Shut up. No, if you paying to be verified, you're a nasty individual. Absolutely. That's it. Stay tuned for another episode of In The Moment with their host Mo and co-host Katie.